sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Welcome everyone. Oh my gosh, what a day it has been. It is the Saturday before Resurrection Day. Yeah, and I woke up actually even early in the, not early, but late last night, I just started to get a killer headache to the point where this morning it was a full-on migraine. And oh, it it honestly, you know, no COVID-19 here, but it is probably the sickest I've been in a long time. I had just such a bad migraine to the point where my stomach was sick that my neck just felt like it could be snapped like 20 different ways by a chiropractor you know that snap crackle pop when you're way out those of you that go to the chiropractor it was just crazy and so i am so glad this evening to be in a place where i can actually function at all and uh i'm just gonna had to pause it there for a second because i was coughing and you guys don't think that i have covid 19 well if you do that's all right. And if I do, then I'm getting it over with. So that's a good thing. But I'm just so grateful to be able to do a podcast and just welcome all you misfits out there, all you sanguine people that uh, hold hope and uh, have a positive outlook on life and you move forward even during very dark times. You just don't fit into the, the traditional mold. You are unique and you are great. And I'm so glad you've joined me today. Just blessings to all of you. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the selfies that are being sent along. And you guys are just awesome. And uh, again, if you know anybody that you think this might help in their journey, um, pass it along. My desire is to help people and to help people get unstuck and feel inspired and fall in love with the scriptures again and fall in love with that great ancient lover of our souls, Jesus. And uh, on this Saturday before Resurrection Day, as I'm in the shower recovering from just a, a very hard day for me with the migraine, I just felt really inspired. And so I was just like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a podcast. And so that's, that's what this is, doing a podcast today. And uh, I just I want to tell you guys the story because this relates to a podcast. But the other day I was going to Kenya Noble to get some essential supplies because i'm absolutely going crazy and i got an old vintage camper that uh some good friends of ours gave to us that i'm restoring so i had to go get some essential supplies for that camper because it was keeping my sanity which as a head of the house you want to keep the head of the household sanity going and the mom of the house you want to keep her sanity going too and those two coincide if one's insane the other's insane so i was going there and i got my supplies and i was i was leaving and this is uh kenya noble in belgrade and as i was leaving I saw this family of cyclists, a mom and a dad and their son turning into Kenya Noble. And it looked like their son was having problems with his bike, that he was stuck or something was caught up and he was having problems. So they pulled off to the side and they were still kind of in the way. And there were people pulling into the Kenya Noble parking lot. And from my perspective, everybody was being pretty courteous. But as the husband was over there helping the son, the wife's like, that guy just slipped me off. And you could just see the indignation in her face. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they flipped, which... Granted, that was that was pretty rude. But then the husband leaves from helping the son 
and starts like jumping up and down with his middle finger in there, hoping this guy that flipped him off and yelling will come over. Meanwhile, his son still needs help. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, Jesus, this is a lesson for me here, isn't it? And I realized that that was a lesson that's like when we get offended, it so sidetracks us from our purpose. And I thought I was watching this husband and wife put all this energy instead of helping their son who still needed help into addressing this thing that could have easily been overlooked, but they poured their energy into it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how often do I fight these small little battles that are really virtually meaningless and lose the war or watch the people around me die because I, for whatever reason, get offended or, you know, there's any a number of things. And so the story kind of leads what I want to talk in today, talk about today, um, just on the eve of Resurrection Sunday, where Jesus conquered death. And why the heck did he have to conquer death? I mean, what what is, you know, the, you know, we call it Easter because it's the church you know, trying to uh, overcome pagan holidays. And there's a whole history behind that. And you guys can look at that, but I call it resurrection because that's really what it's about. But when you, when you think about Jesus and his death and why did he die, you know, and uh, why did he have to die? Some good questions, you know, and because and, he's God, can't he just change the roles? Can't he just make different roles? You know, why did he have to die? And what's this whole sin thing about anyway? And, you know, what, what's the point of, of him raising from the dead? What does that actually mean? And, you know, sometimes we celebrate holidays and, and we forget what they're actually about. And there's often some great insights that we can pull into this. But you guys remember, I've talked about in previous podcasts that God has to have a perfect standard because it's the only fair standard. Any other standard is subjective. And so for God, you know, the only way to have a relationship and to actually enter into eternal life and be right with God, to be justified with God, is to be without sin. And human history has proved that that isn't possible. So in the Old Testament, you know, God developed a system of sacrificing animals that would cover sin. It wouldn't necessarily take it away, but it would cover sin. And that, you know, they had the lamb that was outside or the scapegoat outside the city where they would tie sins onto, you know, and the scapegoat would run away. And if you guys are like me, you're thinking, what if that scapegoat ran away and then he ended up coming back into camp? Wouldn't that be awful? The, the goat that was carrying all the sins. And I imagine somebody was in charge of that goat that had to carry all the sins. But there was a system of sacrifice and it was only temporary. And that the animals had to, to be sacrificed, had to be, you know, without blemish. But even then, they probably still weren't perfect. And it was only a temporary system. And that when Jesus came, the whole idea is that he became a human like us. And so he knew what it was like to be tempted with sin and to live in a human body and feel all the weaknesses that a human body has in regards to sin. But so he didn't sin. And so as a human, he became the perfect sacrifice. And so he was sacrificed on behalf of us. And so Jesus being the perfect sacrifice, sacrifice on behalf of us, and so it was to make a way so that our sins would be taken away as far as the east is from the west. And so God then rose from the dead to demonstrate that he has the power 
over life and death. So there was without question that our sins were forgiven and that we could live righteously with God. And so super exciting this coming resurrection day that we can remember that. But I want to focus on some interesting things just leading up to Jesus' actual death. And, uh, you know, I like to think of it as, because Jesus is, as he's revealed in Revelations, that he's a mighty warrior. But it seems like when he went to the cross that he was kind of a weakling. But I just want to give you some different perspective on what Jesus actually slayed, because Jesus just slayed some things and laid waste to some things that can totally help us right here and right now, and you're just like, well, what is, what are those things that he slayed? Well, first of all, you think about it, Jesus showed incredible restraint, incredible restraint. So here is the son of God that the soldiers come and get him and Peter in his excitement wants to defend Jesus. And you guys, you gotta keep this in mind. No way did Jesus ever need to be defended. He is the almighty. You know, we watched Thor Ragnarok. Jesus can have lightning from his fingers if he wants, you know, just read Revelation and you read the imagery around Jesus. He is incredible. No way did he need to be defended. And so as they come and his friend betrays him by kissing him on the cheek, Jesus, incredible restraint. And even his love for Judas at that time, Jesus just slayed the right to be right. And those of you that can relate to that without me giving any explanation, you know what I'm talking about. That thing within us that so desires, we know we're right and we have to prove that were right. And so Jesus healed the ear of the soldier uh, that Peter lopped off his ear. And then he went with them. And as he's accused, the incredible restraint that he shows and, you know, the accusations that are launched in him and he did not respond. He had he had the right to respond and something in it says, why didn't he respond? Why didn't he stand up for himself? And that, you know, as he's whipped and he's flogged and he's screaming out in pain and he, you know, the Bible says he could have called when he was on the cross, 10,000 angels at any point, he could have called the legions of heaven down to help him to defend him. He could have defended himself. He doesn't even need the armies of heaven. He could have done that himself, but he didn't. And then, you know, he goes to the cross and he's nailed on the cross and he suffers as he's suffocating. You guys, don't you think he could have breathed life into his body then? Don't you think he could have eased his own suffering? So you and I, when we suffer things, we truly are helpless because we don't have the resources right at hand. And if we have the resources right at hand, I think almost all of us, I can include myself for sure, would take those resources to end our suffering. And so Jesus at any moment in time had all the resources to end his suffering. But why didn't he? Because you and I were much more important to him than his suffering. And so when it came to him, and he should have been offended, take up offense, take up unforgiveness. He was wrongfully accused. He was wrongfully beaten. He was wrongfully crucified. He was wrongfully everything. He had every 
right to lash out. And he had every resource to lash out. And so when I think of Jesus and I think of Good Friday and I think of Holy Week and I think of just the procession to the cross and all the events that happened, I like to call it. And <laughs> Jesus just laid waste. He massacred bitterness. He massacred taking offense. He massacred unforgiveness. He exemplified and exalted gentleness and kindness. And so all on that day and those days leading up to it, there is a bloodbath of all the wrong foods of the spirit. Those things that he could have easily taken up. That in our humanness, if we face similar circumstances, we would take it up. Like I started with that story about the couple that got offended. What happened? They ignored their son. Jesus focused on the cross and in you and I. And his love was so powerful and so determined that he would not let any of the tricks and the temptations and the mockery. How many of you like to be mocked out there? Raise your hand. No hand went up. If you like to be mocked, uh, I don't know. You're, you're, you're a more special breed than any of the rest of us. Jesus took all that because it was more important. Think about in your own family that your desire to be right and what it costs because you feel in you it's like, I'm right. Yeah, you're right. But is that the right thing to do? Is it time to be like Jesus and slay that need to be right? Slay that offense that just came. Slay, you know, the unforgiveness that you may be holding. Jesus on that Sunday proved after he rose from the dead that all those things can be conquered and that life can bleed through in every area. And so as Jesus was taken advantage of, lied about, accusations launched at him, wrongfully accused, wrongfully beaten, wrongfully everything. Jesus was wronged more than you and I will ever know about being wrong. He took that opportunity to become a warrior and he slayed all that stuff in front of us. The right to be offended, slayed, laid bare, bloody on the ground is offense as a sort of righteousness cut through it and laid it on the ground. Bitterness, slayed, laid through, ripped through, laid on the ground. Unforgiveness, slayed through, ripped, laid on the ground. Yeah, you guys, all that stuff that holds us back in so many ways. Pride, slashed, gashed, laid through, laid on the ground. Why? Because the goal of humans, you and I, humans, us humans, were so important to him that he slayed every attribute that would call him to, in a second, less than a second, split second, call all those resources to lay to bear to show that he was right and good because he is right and good. But what is he now? <laughs> savior. That's right. He is the right and good savior. So if you ever think Jesus is anything less than a warrior, he fought a battle in a different realm and he just laid to waste that those things, I don't know about you guys, that I deal with every day. The need to be right. The need is like when you catch somebody in a sin. The need to press them, to make them confess. Why? Because it's good for them? No, because it's good for me. Because I knew it. I knew they did it. I knew they did it. They need to say they and And they may, but not with that kind of attitude. You know, that's the crappiest attitude in the world. If you're just like, I knew they did it. And I'm going to prove that I'm right. Anytime you have the word I or I'm. 
and you're all worked up, I, I'm just going to tell you, you're probably way the hell off. And your attitude is probably way the hell off. Sorry for that language, but I've just been there, done that. I want to save you the trouble of being there, done that. Living according to the fruits of the Spirit and allowing the slaying work of Jesus on those evil fruits of the spirits to bear fruit in your life as you let go of offense, you let go of pride, you let go of the need to be right, to need to be exalted. You let go of the unforgiveness that you hold on to, that you remember things from forever ago that serves no purpose other than causing pain and suffering in your life. This Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, resurrect the light of Jesus, those things, the fruits of the Spirit. And this Resurrection Sunday, those things that Jesus slay, and maybe you need to slay them right here, right today, as you're having your Sunday gathering. And, and with this COVID-19, you're probably not having company, but oh well, you may have some close family, family or friends. I, I won't tell if you do. And somebody says something and you get offended on Resurrection Sunday. Slay it. Let the work and the light and the life of Jesus, that supernatural, that ancient lover of your soul, come in and let the power of his life and action slay that which needs to die in you. Your ego that's, that works its way up and it's like, no, I'm right. And instead of quieting your spirit, listening, giving a gentle answer. You don't have to be a rollover patsy, but you also don't have to be a bulldog and bite somebody's arm off, right? You know, and your kids, gently restore them. You don't need to be like the interrogator interrogating, why'd you do that? Why? I know you did that. You, I just have to hear it out of your lips. Why? Or your spouse, the same thing. Your spouse is on your side. Let this Resurrection Sunday let life in. Right now, just confess to Jesus. I'm going to confess with you because I've had a rough day. Jesus, we just let your life and light in. We let the power of the resurrection resurrect things that have died in us that are good. And we allow your work, the things that you slayed on the way to the cross, ego and offense, we allow those things to be slayed and die so life can arise in us. And so you guys, I really do. I truly love you guys. Thanks for being a part of this community. You are making a difference out there. You're truly awesome. And I, I truly appreciate you guys. And so super excited for my next podcast. We're going to talk a little time travel um, next podcast. It, it should be fun and uh, would love for you guys to listen in. I think it's I think it's going to be really cool and fun and maybe a different take on some scriptures you haven't heard before. But have a fantastic Resurrection Sunday and just let his life and light just permeate your body through and through. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.